Hello, awesome people. Welcome to Embrace the Pivot. I'm Dr. C. Robinson, your host for the show. Join me as we discover what pivoting actually means and how you can embrace your pivot during life's transition. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you are all having a fantastic week. For this episode, I would like you to think about what was one of the most significant moments in your life that changed the course or the trajectory of your career? Like what got you to where you are today? My guest today, we started talking about the moment. What are your top five moments that stick out that really, truly made you who you are? And I think for me, it has changed. And it's hard for me to pin down five, but I definitely have about 15 to 20 that were significant moments that made me who I am today. And every time I pivot, I rely on those moments. For the longest time, for about a decade, I wanted to go swimming with the sharks. And I shared this on an episode a while back. Two years ago, I had the opportunity to go cage diving. And I always said to myself, if I went cage diving with sharks, there is nothing I can't do. That if I put my mind to it, I should be able to make something happen. That there shouldn't be anything I am scared to do. I think that clearly defines it. And that cage diving, I was more afraid of the barracuda because the barracuda could easily fit into the cage than the sharks. And at one point, I had this moment where a shark swam up to the cage I felt like we looked into each other's souls and it swam away. And in that moment, I knew if I could do this, there is nothing I shouldn't be afraid of, meaning I shouldn't let the fear of that hold me back. My guest today, Giuseppe Chenzales, he has pivoted so many times And each time he has learned to build that foundation. So with every pivot, he is bringing along with him the skills that he learned from the last pivot. He is so fun. He's so energetic. I really want to have him back on a little bit more about him. He started in retail sales and leadership experience and he was working in technology. He dabbled in the entrepreneurial life in his mid-20s. And when the company went bankrupt, him and a couple of friends started a home automation consulting business because they saw what went wrong with the other company that they were working for and decided to do it themselves. And they would go into people's homes or businesses and design their theater rooms, multi-room audio configurations, networks, and simplify the entire setup through automation. And after a few years, he exited the business and he began to work in health and wellness. 
He then pivoted over to leadership and sales capabilities. And today he is working with LA Fitness to design their talent acquisition and recruitment function nationally. He's also developing a children's book, which I am so excited for you to hear about because he combines, it's just not a story, but they're moments. It's family moments. So everyone, please welcome Giuseppe. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am super, super excited. And, uh, and I, I, can't, I can't wait to, uh, to speak with you about some of these cool, cool topics. Yeah. So now you just said to me that you're a nobody. I don't, that, that's so not true. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at your bio right now, which is about a novel long. So <laughs> very detailed. everybody is somebody, and I believe everyone has a unique story. And what I love about yours and when we connected on LinkedIn is you went for something, you learned what you could, you knew when it was time to go and you pivoted. And then you repeated that process to where you are now. Um, I know you went from the sales, recruitment, you've written a children's book. So for you, with all that you've done, what would you say was your biggest career pivot that really launched you to where you are today? Sure. That's, that's an incredible question. I think if I can narrow it down, the biggest career pivot I've done to date was leaving the retail industry, more specifically electronic sales. That was the sub, the sub industry. So leaving retail electronics to then joining the search industry within financial services, that was the biggest career pivot to date. I felt like I broke out of one world and stepped into another. And with this, I really, really, really wanted to do well. I treated this opportunity as if I was back in school. And my whole mentality was to learn and apply, learn and apply. I always took notes. I constantly asked for feedback so I can sharpen my professional senses. I paid attention to what successful recruiters did, what they read, how they operated. You know, my self-doubt, you know, kind of cleared the path to all these cool mechanics where you know, now is it was almost kind of going back to level one, right? You're learning new things, um, you know, and now it's everything that you're doing is absolutely critical because you need to succeed. I needed to push forward. And that was wild. I mean, I went from kind of like that blue collar, hands-on experience, doing things like installations, doing things like selling TVs and sound systems and, you know, people coming to you and pretty much picking out the product and you're, recommenda- you're making recommendations, So then I had to learn the search industry, which I've never, you know, I've never been a part of. And I had to learn all those mechanics, all those, you know, the questions, the consultative nature, all of that stuff. And then simultaneously, I had to learn financial services, accounting and technology where, you know, I'm speaking to these folks and, you know, how, how can I, how can I help them? Right. I just started, I just jumped into this realm. So I literally had like screen two two screens up and, one was like a living thesaurus and the other one was like notes that I would take, words that I wouldn't understand. I would copy them down and research them afterwards. But I always, you know, I, I, I had to bet on myself and I needed to do this. I needed to learn. So I kind of took this opportunity as like an educational, you know, new world. Like, let me see what I can do here. 
So my belief is every day you market yourself and you sell yourself based on many different attributes. So how do you sell yourself with every pivot that you've gone through? Sure. Great, great question. You know, I think the biggest sell is is honesty and transparency. And you have to tell, you have to be able to tell your story. Your story needs to make sense. If you're pivoting, I look at it where if you can take a minute to, to, to pause, look at the skill sets, look at the functional skill sets you've learned in your job. Forget about the industry, forget about the sub-industry, but what do you do on a day-to-day basis? If I was a five-year-old, how would you explain to me your job, right? I'm working with people. I'm helping, you know, I, I, I this is what I do. I, people come up to me, I help them, I coach them. And then I point them in the right direction because I'm a people person. I do customer service. You know, I am, maybe I'm sales oriented, but I'm really more consultative driven and X, Y, and Z. If you can explain what you do to a five or six-year-old and you take a look at those skill sets, you can put those skill sets into another industry, into another sub-industry. And when you're interviewing, you can explain it because the person on the other side of the line knows you're in a different industry. They know you're in a different sub-industry. There's no surprise. You don't have to make this elaborate reasoning behind it, but a bit of storytelling and then breaking it down to your functional focus has will enable you to make a move. It will it, it, If the person on the other line has a human element to them and they see that you're hungry and they see that you have these skill sets and you're successful in these functional skill sets, they most likely will bet on you. And if they bet on you, then man, you should take that and be like, I can't believe that someone just bet on me. I am going to blow this off the map. And that's the mentality that you should have. It changed. Pivots have changed my life. I kid you not. I, one of my career pivots, I literally, I, I teared up in the, in the car, driving to one of my jobs, driving to work. um, And I teared up when I got the offer call and they're like, Hey, like, we want to bring you on board. Like, we're super excited to have you. And I played it cool. I was like, yo, that's exciting. I'm like, I'm, you know, yeah, I'll take a look at the offer letter. I hung up that phone and I just blasted my radio. And I like, <laughs> as corny as it sounds, I had like a tear in my eye. And I was like, uh-huh. man, like, um, you know, I, I have, I've been gifted an opportunity to, to traverse worlds from, from one place to another. And I'm not just talking about a job. I'm talking about like a whole new set populace of people to interact with people to learn from. And, and that's, you know, that's how like this bug started happening. This like, you know, cause I love what I do. I, I, I truly do. And I love working with people and helping people. So to me, it was just this like engine. I was like, man, you're going to learn so much. You can, you can distill information now and, and give it to other people. Like this is a really cool experience. So yeah, that was like one, that was one of the biggest, that was one of the biggest things there. <laughs> Every pivot I go through, there's always that Jerry Maguire moment yeah. where, where <laughs> yeah. he's in his car listening like, yeah. to Tom Petty free falling. Yep. And it, it's true. You have to bet on yourself because if you don't bet on yourself, no one else is going to bet on, your, 100%. on you. 100%. So, so how do you invest in yourself? Because a lot of people, when they are thinking of changing careers, again, they think, oh, how do what I do now, how is that applicable to what I want to do? How can I invest in myself? So for you, what what are those moments like and how do you invest in yourself? For sure. You know, and I think there's a couple of different things, right? I think it stems, 
it has to stem outside of your professional development and it dives more into your personal development first. And I think, you know, sometimes people put up these walls and these obstacles for themselves. I'm too old or, you know, I, you know, I've never done this or I'm, I'm scared to do that. And I think the way I've invested in myself was really kind of just kept filling my cup, my own cup of passion. You know, we li- literally live in, in one of the best timelines in existence. We're a few keystrokes away. If you're truly, truly passionate about something and you really want to make a change in your life, you really are a few keystrokes away from doing it. If I wanted to learn molecular biology tonight, if let's say I went to the fridge today and I took a drink of water and I, I was like, man, you know what? I want to be a molecular biologist, right? And I was truly passionate and I felt it in my heart. Like that's what I'm designed to do. I would come back to this computer. I would start ordering some books. I would start looking at some YouTube channels. I would start researching some stuff and just the information is there. And we, we sometimes are so scared to take that leap. So scared to invest in ourselves, right? Because you come in this, like this really interesting event horizon, right? What if I invest all this time and all this energy in myself And then what if I fail? What if I get to this event horizon and I I get to the edge of the cliff and then I'm just scared to jump off? Then I've wasted all of this time on myself because I'm not going to take the leap. So people sometimes look at that and say, yeah, I could do all that stuff, but then I don't know. I'm kind of scared to to take that leap. For me, it was like, it was more, I love this stuff. Like I want to learn. I want to change. I don't know what 10 years from now my career is going to be. I don't know what 10 years from now the world's going to look like, right? Mm -hmm. But if I can, if I'm passionate about it, I'll learn it and I want to be the best at it, right? Because nobody wakes up in the morning and says, man, I can't wait to suck today, right? I can't wait to be a horrible employee today, not learn anything, coast. No one does that. No one. And this, it's in our human nature to not do that. So we have the age of technology. You have, you know, YouTube videos, that. I mean, I've got a whole list of books Anything from like the China study from diets to complete guide to gardening to, you know, just random books, survival books, just different types of books that I'll, you know, I'll pick up and I'll say, well, you know what, I want to, I want to learn about this. I want to see how this works in, in real time and take advantage of the tools that we have. Like you, you want, anybody can do it. It's there's there, anyone can pivot their career if they're passionate, right? And, and it's either sometimes you either need to change your situation or change your expectations. And I really firmly mm. believe that that will help. And it's it's all up to us. We are we are the CEO of our own company, right? And I'll tell this to anyone on my team at all times. You don't work for me on my team. We work together on a team. You are your own CEO. 168 hours in a week, you work for yourself. You invest time in your sleep. You invest time in the way you eat, the way you exercise, what you read, all of that stuff. What are you, you know, what's in, what's on your input list? What are you taking in, right? What are you absorbing? And if you really kind of just change that a bit and change your, your thought process a little bit, say, so, well, you know what? I'm going to feed myself the good stuff, right? I'm, I'm not going to feed myself the social media anxiety and all that jazz that, that comes with it. But I'm going to fill my, my bowl of, you know, sugar flakes with, you know, a bowl of like nutritious vegetables, all of a sudden it's, you really start to see what you're capable of. So those are the biggest things. I mean, I, I like I said, I, I felt like anyone can do it or use a computer and a Google search and a few YouTube videos. And all of a sudden 
you learn and you apply and you learn and apply. Right. So yeah, yeah that was kind of one of the biggest things that, that helped me, you know, kind of invest in myself and, and the reasons why. Yeah. How has your leadership style evolved over the years? That's, that's great. I, uh, my leadership style has evolved to a point where I've always combined inspiration and investment. I, I am a, a fill my, my team's cup kind of guy. So I pour my energy into my teams. I'd share stories of either myself or folks that inspired me like Roger Bannister, right? You know, just to help fire up that pilot inside another person. I'm not looking to motivate you. I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm not someone that's going to come up there and yell at you and be like, take advantage of life. That's not my shtick. I'm, I'm here to, to listen to you, to understand you, to, to see how those gears in your brain work. And then maybe, maybe there's something that I have done or someone I've encountered or a story or a book I've read that can inspire you, that can light that own pilot inside of you. And then that pilot's never going to burn out because once you have that bug in your brain that says, I can do this, I, I can do this. If I can help inspire one person a day, right? That's amazing. Like for me, that I feel that's a life fulfilled. I'm inspiring 365 people a day, a, a year. That's amazing. And like whatever happens, like in their lives, I'm, I, I, I'm just happy if you know whatever. In the background, I was maybe someone that helped push a domino or push that that um that cool storyline or help light that pilot inside of them. That's cool to me. I mean, I I I love that. I um. You know, I really do think, I, I think, you know, I invest in people. People are the true currency of the world. Like that's no matter how much AI you get, that's the, at the end of the day, it's people. And if I can help and do that, then amazing. Um, but yeah, I, like I mean, that like, quote. yeah, <laughs> people have to remember that as AI and robots and are coming out to take people's jobs. For real. I mean, people will always be the true currency of the world. It doesn't matter how much AI, how much chat GPT, how much of all this efficiency and all this stuff you build without people, you, you lose the human element and you lose the human element. You lose a part of your soul. You lose a part mm. of what makes us us, what makes it special to, to speak to, to each other, what makes us special to connect and build these things. So, um, you know, like, like I said, it's like, we're just, we're literally a few keystrokes away. Right. And if I can tell someone to be like, Hey, punch this into YouTube or, or look at this book or do that or read this or check this out, you know, who knows? I, I, I firmly believe that. So that's, that's, Oh, that's kind of been my, just my, my style. It's like, I want to see do people do better. I want to see people do like excel way, way above beyond what I do. I want to see them explode. That's, that's how I approach it. That's how I look at it. I want to see people erupt out of their skin into this new atmosphere of like possibility and wonder and excitement. It's like, it's wild. And, and, and you get that from a career pivot. You do. You, you get that from following your passion and bringing your skill sets along, bringing your heart along. You get that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what, that's what I think about that. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your children's book. Oh boy. Um, pretty funny. I, um, so I, I don't even know how it even came about. One day I was just like, you know what? I, I just want to see if I can do it. I just want to see if I can create, um, a children's book. So I call it my first resume and the children's book. I basically just wrote from my heart and, you know, maybe it's something that 
can eventually help inspire people or, but basically the story is about a work from home dad. I don't have any kids. I'm, I am married, but I don't have any kids. And I put myself in the book. I put my wife in the book. I put my parents in the book, my brother. So I, I, a bunch of my family members have been copied over into the book. And the way it works is it's about a work from home dad who's a recruiter who is constantly busy, constantly working on helping other people find their careers and doesn't, you know, doesn't really make time, you know, not that he doesn't want to make time for his family. He's just so focused on being a provider and, and, and providing for his family that he's just constantly in that work mode. Right. And he works from home. So in the book, there's like a seven-year-old daughter. He, she comes in, she's like, Hey dad, I want to play. Let's hang out. Uh, he can't, he's busy. She like, they interact a little bit about what do you do? They talk about a resume and he's like, you know what? Let me give her a task. He's like, you know, I, um, he's like, Liliana, I want you to go. And, you know, I, I help with resumes. I explain that. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to go in your room, write your top five, most incredible moments, um, in your life, your top five moments, she's seven, right? So what could she possibly write? Right. This is, this is where it gets interesting. Write your top five moments in your life so far and what you've learned from those moments, right? What was exciting to you that you learned from those moments? So she goes off and she starts writing how she flies with her mom. She does trapeze with her mom. She cooks with her grandma, meets friends at, um, you know, at, at a camp. She comes back and shows the resume to her father. And it's all these cool kid moments, right? And it's, this is where I make the connection where how we lose a piece of ourselves as we continue to, to grow older, right? And become more mature. We lose this, like this kid in us, the, the, the way our eyes view the world full of wonder and full of excitement eventually turns into monotony and, and just kind of boredom, right? So she shows all these cool moments and he's not in any of them, right? And it, it kind of sucks. Like, you know, he's like realizing the fact that he's like, I'm working my tail off, right? And I haven't you know, spend time with the, the people I'm working my tail off for. So he closes the laptop, takes her shopping. They go food shopping. The girl gets super pumped. They come back. They cook dinner together for their mom who's working in a retail in a retail spot. So her, her mom comes home from dinner and the daughter and the husband, they created a cool, like awesome spaghetti and fish dinner and all this stuff. And they did it together. And they like, they're telling the mom now about the day they spent together, the half day that of all this stuff. And then at the end, you know, at the end, you know, the father, you know, kind of to, to carry this was like, hey, you know what, can you help me with my life resume, you know, and, and the book ends, you know, the girl super pumped, she's like, hell yeah, absolutely, let's do it. And then the book ends, and you see kind of the, the father writing his uh, top five most incredible moments of his life, which was, you know, when he married his wife, when their, their daughter, their, their first child was born, when they bought a home. You know, when, you know, all of these cool moments, you know, and they're writing it together and then the book ends. So it's like this cool life I've come to fruition. Like I've been spending my entire life writing resumes and talking about PLs and 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 all the jargon that you, you read on a profile because of all the keywords. Right. And then we've we've turned it into through the eyes of a, of a seven year old. And the book ends with a, a ton of activity pages um, where the reader and the child can then sit down and write their top five moments and what they've learned from those moments and what was special about them. Right. And if I was to ask you this question, I'm like, you know, I go, Cheryl, I go, if you can think about the top five moments of your life, of your life, forget about career. If career's in it, then great. But I'm talking about your life, 
you're going to be like, well, geez, Giuseppe, I, I need time to sit down and think about that. When was the last time someone's ever asked you that, right? And when was the last time someone's ever asked anyone that? Mm-hmm. And it's, those are the moments that shape us as humans, right? Those are the moments that give us a foundational excellence, which will then be able to leverage and build upon if we do decide to make a career pivot, if we do decide to say, yes, I'm going to try this new job in accounting, even though I'm leaving the fitness world, I'm going to go be an accountant because I like numbers. I understand numbers. I can, I can speak to them. And throughout my entire life, these are the five moments that I've done. I, you start to realize how magical you really are. You start to realize what you've gone through from trials and tribulations, your wins, like and by the time you're done, and it will take you some time, I promise you this, and I, and I, I, I hope we follow up on this, but you know, I, I invite you to try it because you're going to see this at the end and be like, wow, like some of this stuff I forgot I even did. And like <laughs> to rethink about yeah. it and, and to write it down, now you're bringing it back to life and you're like, oh, wow, this is unbelievable. So the book ends like that. It'll have, you know, then I'll have a couple of pages and like kids write and will say, you know, my life resume and the five things I've learned, the five things I've done, the five things I've learned from, from those things. And, cool. you know, like I said, if I help one, you know, one person, I mean, I really just did it for my family, like, you know, so I could give it to my, my cousins and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if somebody likes it and somebody, you know, it's a cool story and a cool read for someone, then awesome. Like, look at me, like how lucky am I, right? How <laughs> grateful am I that, that, you know, that somebody else is reading that and they're like, Oh, this is a cool story. So yeah, that's what uh, what it's about. It's bringing that that kid in you to the forefront and and remembering to look at life through the eyes of a child, right? Like that wonder, that excitement, um, and like never forget who you are. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing. What's your biggest career pivot advice? My biggest career pivot advice is to trust yourself. Trust yourself. Do some research. Treat the work that you want to do as if you're going back to school. You take notes, you learn, you apply, you observe the top student, you ask for feedback. As I mentioned before, right? No one wakes up wanting to suck at their job. No one wakes up is like, I can't (laughs) wait to go to work and be terrible at what I do. So use that fire, use that fire in combination with a passion and just try to change that frame of thinking from, you know, I I hope, oh, I can't do that because I, you know, I might fail. And, and change that into what can I learn today, right? Fail forward, right? Your future self will thank you. And, and I promise you this, you know, anybody can do this. Anyone can pivot out of their career. And, and I firmly believe it's treat it like you're going back to school. If you have a laptop, if you have a thousand dollar iPhone that you pay every month for, you can find notes. You, you can, if there's a library around you, you can go to the library. Um, you know, I firmly believe if you are passionate about something, and you really put your heart into it and you put your mind into it, you can learn it because it's a passion. It's something that you want to learn, you want to do. And don't give up on yourself. Like Always trust yourself, pick yourself up. It's okay to start back at level one. It's okay to fail because failing gives you lessons. It gives you lessons on how not to fail the next time. And if you apply that and you do that, don't stop. Keep trusting the process and keep moving forward. And I promise you, the world will open up for you. Where can my listeners find you on social media? <laughs> um, honestly, on social media, I'm really only on LinkedIn. Um, that's like the only social media I have. 
Um, Giuseppe sends Wallace, right? Um, but uh, that's that's the only place. That's pretty much the only social media I, I live on. Um, right. And I'm always happy to talk with people and and that's that. All right. Well, I'll link you in the description so people can connect with you. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much, Cheryl. I truly appreciated this moment, you know, with you, you know, chatting about these pivots. It's It means a lot to me. It means a lot to people out there. And the work that you're doing is pretty awesome. So thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you. You can follow me, Dr. C, on Instagram at Embrace the Pivot. I hope all of you embrace your pivot.